0: Comics, movies, music, video games, technology,
1: Blu-ray, television.
0: This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network.
1: The PKD Black Box is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. This is the PKD Black Box, episode 69. 69. Now the funny thing about all this is that all three of us, like I'm, you know, I first met Dave at Pittsburgh Comic-Con years ago. And then years later, or actually a year later, I met, you know, I met Super Ugly at Pittsburgh Comic Con with Dave. And ever since then, like we've remotely constantly been in touch with one another ever ever since then, and now even to a bigger extent, doing this action lab thing. And so we're here tonight. We're going to talk about some of the books we got coming out. Um, they're currently solicited for the month of December. And uh, on the line it are two members of the Geek Savants podcast, running strong. They are now on volume two. Worth of episodes um, right now, um, but like on on one side, I got um, the man known as Bald Bull. That that's the that's the nickname. Super ugly game room, <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the one and only Dave watch.
2: Welcome to the Geeks of Savant, everybody.
1: <laughs> and on the other line, is that,
2: is that John breathing heavy? <laughs> yes,
1: that was supposed to be crowd noise.
2: <laughs> it sounded creepy. Uh, the call is coming from inside the house. <laughs>
1: Check the children. <laughs> Let's see, and on the other, and on the other side of the line is the one and only uh, Super Ugly, aka John Williams. But you know he's Papa Ugly if you know him well enough. What's up, Super Ugly?
0: I never let Dave DeWance touch me in my special area. Never gets <laughs> Oh, it
2: gets, it gets old, Sean. It, it gets old. I can attest to that.
1: This is what's going down. Like, we are all part of the Action Lab family, and this is a very big month for us. And we're on this, like, we're on this call. We're doing this episode because we are here to talk about, we got three books coming out this month. They're not coming out this month. They're being solicited this month in previews. Um, you can go to your local comic book store, or you can hop onto your online comic book shop and uh, pre-order these books. Um, they're the Signature Series books. And like I said before, myself, Super Ugly Dave, we all have our own books. So it's kind of like a competition right now, mm-hmm. jumping off up in this piece. And there are three different books, completely different subjects, but just great books in general. And we're going to talk about some of those tonight. And actually, we'll start with Dave. Why? Uh, no,
0: I mean okay, cool. <laughs> dang, dang. We'll go hey We'll go least talented first <laughs> to most talented. So end with me. All right,
1: <laughs> all right, Ugg, I got you.
2: You know what? We're gonna we're gonna be like, and last but not least, and then just hang up on John.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, no, you guys go. You guys go. Okay, and now we'll talk to Super Ugg, and I'll be like, I gotta go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, <whoop. laughs> But uh, Dave, you got a book coming out called Space-Time Condominium Season 1. Right. Um, Now, for those that don't know about Space-Time Condominium, can you tell people about it?
2: Uh, Yeah, it's something uh, that I came up with a couple years ago. You know, I I was on the Comic Geek Speak forum, and some dude was on there. Well, not some dude. This guy named Patrick was on there. And he was like, "Uh, I've got a name for something, but know something. And he blurted out the, the title time space condominium. And I'm like, well, space time condominium. And then he's uh, it it sounds a little bit better, but he was like, what is it? And so then I kind of blurted out, well, it's it's like five versions of the same guy that live in one condo. And it's it's a sitcom. And then it just kind of grew from there. And I I started writing it. uh, And then I, I wound up putting a lot of nerd crap in there. It's basically set in 1985 during DC's crisis. And there's this mysterious guy that's been grabbing all of these different versions of Griffin from all these different worlds and saving him from the crisis. And so, as the story unfolds, you start realizing that like worlds are getting destroyed, and it, it gets real dark and crazy. But it starts out tit like a typical sitcom, like a Seinfeld or, like a friend's, but only like with my fucked up sense of humor. Uh, and uh, it, it's cool. So there's like a gay Griffin. There's a a drunk griffin, like a white trash griffin. There's a griffin that is white but thinks he's black. There's a nerdy griffin and then like a regular griffin. And then as the story goes on, I introduce more and more griffins.
0: Now, Dave, I've read every every uh, page of this comic, front yeah, to back. Yeah, John,
2: John thinks I'm on my last leg, but I th- I well, say I've only just begun. <laughs> I just, I'm just, I want to know. So you
0: started off like very tongue in cheek, but by the end it gets very dark.
2: Yeah, and now, that was why... in- that was intentional. If you let like, go back and and read like because I wrote it as if it were a real sitcom. Um, what happened was the the guys that created the show they created this dark drama, and so. The unaired pilot, which I saved for the trade paperback, like it starts with episode two and um, it was intentional. I was like, OK, well, the first episode's going to be really fucked up and dark and the network's going to get a hold of it and water it down into this really funny, laughy type thing. And then it's going to get canceled. And then when it gets brought back, it becomes that dark show that I oh, that the creators always intended it to be. So like. You know, even like two years ago, I came up with the idea that this was going to be a drama. And then I finally got to, to make it a drama after the first year. So. Okay, I f- I've figured it all out. I've sat
0: here, I've listened to you, I've figured it all out. Okay, so in the first arc, the girl ends up with a black dude. So that is in metaphorical sense, she is going dark. So what you were saying to us is that this whole thing is going to go black by the end of it, Right.
2: And once you go black, John, as John yeah. knows, you never go back.
0: <laughs> Where can work. you go from there? Where can you go?
2: I, well, you know, that's the thing is, is I continually like say that I'm just going to jump the shark. And that's like, you know, I mean, that's a, a fucking uh, a phrase that's thrown around when a show just loses its mind. And like I've lost my mind on the show like three or four different times. And... Then I introduced a, a, a little Griffin because you know that that was the Brady Bunch thing. That's what kind of jumped their shark was when they they brought in Cousin Oliver, and so I brought in like my own Cousin Oliver, that's just like know it all, you know, dickhead little kid, and uh, bad things are happening. You know, it, it's crazy. So I don't know. I, this this first one, this first trade collects the first season, which is still pretty light. I mean, you're going to see some darkness in it, but uh it gets super dark in you know it gets Sean Pryor dark in like the second season it gets Yafet Kodo dark if
0: you now,
1: know what i mean Now, yeah that okay that's 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 better cuz that brother that brother's got the deep complexion so mm-hmm. uh, yeah that Yafet Kodo dark that you you might you might need to trademark that it's what what got me about Space Time condo it was like when i was reading when i started reading the strips and then i would read like those titles like those fake tiger beat articles yeah underneath and like with these uh you know with these pictures like these behind the scene pictures that were like you know pictures of uh, you know these production pictures that's that's the shit that cracked me up and actually got me to continue to read more and more into the into the series itself and actually i you know after that i just loved it and i just kept reading it ever since
2: well the the guy that is is the the, see the whole thing the whole premise of the, the the actual show was um, rather than get like one competent actor to, to portray five different roles in green screen, him, they were like, well, let's save money and let's just hire, uh, like an identical quintuplet that can't act. <laughs> so they got these like five shitty Canadian brothers to be in this show. And what I did was I took a picture of uh, our friend Clay, John knows Clay from back in the day. And, um. I photoshopped him into pictures with himself and then created this whole back history of the show. And, like, he didn't even know I was doing that shit. And then I finally was like, you know, you're, you're kind of famous, right? And he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, go on to my website. And then he saw all the pictures of me. He's like, dude, you're totally going to hell. Um, so, like, in the DVD, there's, like, a retrospect. And I and I bring back pictures of – well, I bring back the actors to interview and like there's pictures of clay now and clay looks so fucking old. And it's like, <laughs> it's awesome. Cause it's like, like this washed up actor or actors. And I get to like put the hair back on them. You know, it's, it's pretty awesome.
0: We should do like a live thing with clay and we intersplice it with James Lipton on inside the actor's studio.
2: Well, you know what I wanted to do, John was invite him to a convention and have him sit there for space. Oh, time. And like he was signing books.
0: Do that at image con, bruh.
1: Oh, yeah. I
2: know, I know. Yeah. i got I to get a hold of him and see if he can do it.
1: Or better yet, because it's a failed Canadian sitcom, if you take that to uh, the Toronto Fan Expo, folks mm-hmm. might eat that up
2: yeah yeah you know if uh, if i wasn't on high terror alert um, I, i'd totally make it over there but i am thinking about it maybe next year maybe the year after because I, I mean i have a feeling that season two is going to be uh, again we're going to probably put it out in the signature series thing and and uh, we'll run it up the flagpole and see if i can't make it out to canada
0: cool see what he's going to do is season one ripped off crisis season two will rip off secret wars brah that's what he's saying
2: <laughs> well, season season three is totally ripping off a uh, uh, fucking Battle of the Planets.
1: That's right. <laughs> oh no, I'm I'm cool with that as long as you don't touch that one DC limited series Millennium. You straight. Oh, yeah, that's cool. You know, you straight. That's cool. <laughs> what was the one
0: with all the aliens with the teeth? Was oh, that invasion? Oh, that was invasion. No, that, yeah. yeah, that was invasion. <laughs> it was like
1: drawn by Bart Sears or some shit. Oh, dude, they had everybody on that. They had everybody on that limited series. Yeah, oh McCartney was on it too, right? Yeah, because like, I bought like the trade paperback. Uh, it was like two years ago when they resolicited the trade paperback because I never read it when I was a kid. And so I get it. And I'm like, I started reading, and I'm like, okay, you jump from, like, Bill Mantlo to mm-hmm. McFarlane to Bart Sears. And not <laughs> only that, not only that, but you don't get any of the crossovers. And really, all the important stuff happens in the crossovers. <laughs> so, like, you, you, I'm reading, and I'm like, whoa, what happened to this dude? I guess I needed that crossover that was printed 20 years ago. That ain't going to happen. And, uh, dude, it's it's bad.
0: I, the one I really disliked was... Um what was the one with the Manhunters? Millennium. That was Millennium. Oh, I I hated that one.
1: Yeah, it, it had
2: a lot of promise though, dude. Like like when people were secretly Manhunters, were like, oh, this is kind of cool. Yeah. And then yeah. it just didn't pay off at all. No. It, 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 oh, they make ahead. Wally West.
0: Uh, Wally West's dad is a Manhunter, and it's like not even a thing. Just sort of glossed over, whatever.
1: Hmm. Well, not only that, but all that build up just to come up with the new Guardians. Really. Oh right, right, right. R- really? You mean all, all this for the new Guardians? And, and yeah. some of the crossovers were kick-ass. But it's like, and and it took me a long time to appreciate Joe Staten's artwork. But when I, but years uh, ago uh, when uh, I read that, uh, I was like, no, this is not hidden. No, uh-uh. I was not a fan. I mean, I have a better appreciation for it now. But that was just not a good look, in my opinion, at the time. And yeah, I didn't like it. I, I, I was not feeling. It.
2: Yeah, no, I didn't like it. You still don't <laughs> like <laughs> it? Yeah, I, I mean. still don't like it. <laughs> Yeah, there's no amount of time between publications that's going to make me be like, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I'll I'll give it up. There are a couple of artists out there that I look at now that I'm like, stylistically, okay, I get what they're doing. And, you know, like Ron Friends and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, I get what he's doing. I I like it. And then there's just some people I don't, you know, I'm not. Al
0: Milgram.
1: Oh, you got Al Milgram hate too? Oh, I fucking despise Al Milgram. You, you know what? Here's my thing with Al Milgram, and I've said it on the show before. I don't hate the dude. I appreciate his work ethic because he was always that guy where, hey, um, so-and-so just left this book. We need you to bang out 20 pages in 10 hours. Can you do that? Or yes, uh, that's
0: what it looked like.
1: You know, or, or it's like, hey, we need you to hurry up and ink this book because we just lost our anchor. He was always that guy to come in and say, hey, if you got something that needs to be done, do it. And he was he's that hustler.
2: The, he's the fucking Susan Lucci and shit. He, they're just like- like, you know, you're good enough to be nominated, but not good enough to be like that it guy.
0: Consti- it constantly looked like that dude was drawing a 24-hour comic book day. Yo, comic, man.
1: No, Seriously. Oh, no. Like, what, what What always would get me salty, there are two things. After reading Secret For Wars... <laughs> what'd you say Puerto Rican women would get you saucy see <laughs> what is wrong with you okay, that's
0: number one and number <laughs> two
1: no man like after reading Secret Wars you go to Secret Wars 2 and the first issue has that oh. burn cover and you get all hype and you open it up it's uh-huh. Al Milgram
0: I just did that dude I just reread Secret Wars 2 <laughs>
1: it's
0: it is one of the biggest in history of comic books. One of the biggest steaming piles of shit ever.
1: Yo, you got be under in, in, in a Michael Jackson jacket and a Jerry Cook. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it was so God awful. You know, he's doing like Mr. Uh, Ms., Ms. shit. I mean, you know, it's, it's bad. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah. it, it's
0: bad. I'm going to make a building out of gold. <laughs> Fuck it. Hearted shit. Oh. And the way they killed him was making him a baby for God's sake. And then killing the baby.
1: Yeah. What kind of metaphor is that? <laughs> Be a, killing Beyonder fetus. I didn't really yeah. understand
0: that. Yeah. It was a beyonder abortion.
1: And and like when Burn John Byrne was doing the Hulk and they separated the Hulk from uh-huh. Banner. And I was all hyped because it was really building up. And then I get this next issue, and it's Al Milgram.
0: I know. Oh my God, those issues were fucking terrible.
1: Oh, uh, I was so hurt.
0: Oh. I, was so <laughs> I know it's like one of my favorite books and then al milgram is the artist yeah. it.
1: it's like being in grade school and like you read the calendar and you could have swore it was pizza day and you go in and it's fish sticks you know your soul is just crushed
0: i know and you'll eat the fish sticks
1: but you really want wanted pizza. you really wanted that square pizza <laughs> that's what you wanted Let's let's move uh, super ugly. Let's move to your book now. Your book is called Monsters Are Just Like Us, and That's right. um, you know it's like part storybook, part art book. What was the inspiration to do this book?
0: What? Um, <laughs> um, Al Milgram, of course. Doi. <laughs> I had an art show, uh, and it was going to be at a kind of a smaller location probably the size of like a bedroom It's a really small shop that I was going to have this art show in. So I said, well, why don't I do these smaller drawings? And what came out of it was the, all the pages for uh, monsters are just like us. And it it was based on in the us weekly, they have a, uh, a section called celebrities. They're just like us. And it'll show like Jennifer Aniston buying a coffee. And it'll be like, they buy coffee just like you, you know, and they'll be like, they, they buy ice cream for their kid just like it, like, as if they're like fucking either gods or retards that they can't like, like, I'm supposed to be like, holy fuck, Jennifer Aniston isn't a robot. She actually buys coffee, you know, like, so that's kind of where I I got the idea. And I thought, well, why couldn't Monsters? In you know, in the sense, do everything that, you know, anybody else could do. So they're stuck in this mundane world. And then I thought, you know, why not turn it into a kid's book? (laughs)
2: That's (laughs) the logical next step. Jennifer Aniston, fucking bitch. I'm going to turn this into a children's book. I know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, the the thing that definitely benefits the idea is that your art style definitely fits the material.
2: Yeah, it's very childlike. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) <laughs> see man, Dave. See, Dave is just trying to rib you, man. He's trying to increase his sales, man. That's all he's that's doing. Right, that's right. He's trying to increase increase <laughs> those sales. the sales.
2: I'm the fucking Gimli to his Legolas, that good looking son of a bitch over there, and I'm like, I've got forty five. <laughs> that
0: could I want to go down on record as noting that maybe the nerdiest reference ever dropped on any podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> I am the Gimli to his Legolas, <laughs>
2: <laughs> which no. would make John Pryor Aragorn.
1: Right? A <laughs> Wait a minute! Was it, I don't recall any black people in Lord of the Rings. I was just, he's, no, no, the,
0: he's that no. elusive black dude in the
2: in the yeah. fucking Lord of the Rings. The is an
1: orakai. <laughs> <laughs> see. Oh man. See, no, that, that takes me back to the time where when st- when uh, the Star Wars prequels came out and Episode two, it just came out. And me and my friend uh, Chris went to go see it. And we're just sitting there chilling and Jimmy Smith shows up on screen and like Chris and I look at each other and we say in unison, Hispanics in space. (laughs) And it's just like, it's like before all the white
2: people in the audience were like, motherfucking black (laughs) (laughs) dude.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And then like the dude came in with like, you know, the attendant came in with the light and was shining it. And we got all quiet real quick. (laughs) And they were like, it was the black guys. Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. But but, but my yeah.
0: favorite part was when um, in one the prequels was when Cheech actually showed up. It was like Hey, what's up, boy Holmes? I got a lightsaber. Let's see. <laughs>
1: Let's see that ain't right. That is not right. But no, man, it's like I have I have here in my house. I have a, a super ugly portrait of Storm Shadow in <laughs> in the quote unquote ugly style. And it's boss, believe me. And um, once, you know, once I get grown and get some real money, I'm going to have a whole commission set of G.I. Joe portraits. Ooh. So, um, you know, be on the lookout for that one day, because, I, <laughs> you know, I can't trade you He-Man action figures forever. To, I know. To, to get I know. stuff i mean i would love to because I, I although i did just get as a christmas gift for me that dc universe versus uh masters of the universe green lantern versus Zodak. oh i just wanted that Zodak. i didn't give a fuck about hal jordan i just wanted that Zodak, and the Zodak is boss so
0: is he yeah
1: yeah oh yeah it's it's awesome looking man i
0: it's never cool. loved Zodak as a character
1: though no as a character i always thought he was weak because he was poorly written and um, <laughs> y- you know he was. He was just like he would just show up every now and then on the filmation cartoon, be like, "I'm here."
0: Wasn't every character on read poorly written though? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that is true. That 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 is true. Oh my but God. Uh, but no. But like when they came back with that new series, like in the in the late mid mid 2000s, and they brought in Zodak for a little bit. That character actually has some depth, you know, as cool compared to filmation, but that's kind of that's easy to do. But um, I always liked the design, the uh, design of Zodak. I yeah, thought the design yeah. was cool. Plus, I liked that helmet. So, yeah, the
0: helmet was sick. And, I mean, he was ready. It was a little bit. Di- but, of course, he had the He-Man legs, you know, the fucking, like, it was basically
1: the repaint of the <laughs> He-Man leg. Oh, yeah, man. All them He-Man, all the, like, the dudes, all the dudes was, like, bow-legged. And I'm like, how y'all yeah. supposed to run? <laughs> <laughs> you know i could never i could never get that down but no um so you got like the whole storybook art book thing going you got the ugly style going for it
0: yeah take it I, you know i i when i was younger i used to read a lot of uh you know i read kids books back in the day and what's like mercer Mayer and you know dr seuss a little bit
2: yeah, uh or g Boat orchard,
0: <laughs> um, but like I really liked the idea, and I've I've done another book too, another kids book um, called "The Lonely Life of Mr. Maple," and I I like to do books that are kid they they can be looked at by kids. But they have, like, a bit of an edge to them. So there's, you know, it's sort of like the Goonies of the world or the ETs of the world where there's, it's it's for kids, but there is, like, a, r- a real grit to it. That the kids of the world, the real cool kids, like, will understand it and laugh at it. But, you know, I mean, some parents may not approve of everything in there, but uh, I, it's, like, you know, it's got nice touches. Yeah. Nice. Nice touches for the little children. No. <laughs> you're really selling me on this, book. Actually, uh, you're really selling uh, me on every uh, kids, Pick up my book. My balls have touched every one of them.
1: Mm. <laughs> yes, and that, that would be the signature, his ball print, right, <laughs> right inside the book. Now, see, because I, said, he, I have a
0: fucking tea bag, five hundred books.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah, you you better start working on them squats, man. I know. You know, work out them calves. Um, But no, but speaking of which, because it is a signature series book, these books, they have a set print run, 500 copies each. Each copy will be signed by, you know, one of the creators of the book. And so say, for instance, because Monsters Are Just Like Us is a super ugly book, it's going to be signed by super ugly because Space Time Condo is, you know, Dave DeWance production, it will be signed by DeWance. And, and with XO1 XO1 the signature will be from the artist Daniel J Logan because without Daniel there is no book so that's how all that works out but they, What
0: was it, it
2: like working with uh, with Daniel?
0: Cuz I mean really who the fuck wants the writer's signature for god's
1: sake <laughs> See that's Loser. Foul. that's foul <laughs> You know what man like working with Daniel uh, honestly it was it was a really good experience it actually it was a, it was a great experience for me because the way this book was put together um i made this book via the the the, like the marvel comics method and i'm talking like the stan lee method from like way back when when you build the okay you you build the story you got
0: you got drunk or high off coke banged a few prostitutes you and bill mantlow sat up in sat up in the offices (laughs) and then just came up with the idea on a crazy acid bender is that the stan lee way
2: um I, stan, I can stan sodom uh lee and jack gamora
1: uh kirby I, I can neither confirm or deny that sir yeah um but um, i wanted to build this book using the you know using the old school marvel process daniel would look it over he would start putting the pages together building the action and you know action and whatnot And I wanted to also make it kind of like a tribute to like Saturday morning action cartoons. And so I wanted to combine both of those methods together and Daniel was able to handle it. And the thing is, is that when this really first started, I had no idea that it was going to sprawl into this, you know, big, you know, original graphic novel. And because originally it was just for fun. You know, XO one was something just see, for fun. See
2: what happens when you don't take notes and, and give them a full script. You're like, holy shit! Ninety six pages later, I have a graphic novel.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> <a normal>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, what the fuck? You, you, but you know, in in the end, it was really a great work experience. You know, it was a great it was a great experience for me. I think it was a great experience for Daniel. Um, you know, his pencils are great. Um, you know, he did the you know he did pencils, the inks, the grayscales, and um, it looks wonderful. And so, you know, like I said, if people you know, sci-fi books with a touch of like Saturday morning carts, you know Saturday morning cartoon feel, you know, you like robots, you like power suits, you know, and all that crazy crazy stuff, I don't really think you can go wrong with this book, honestly.
2: yeah, he's uh, I, I looked at his art uh, on it, and he's. He definitely stepped it up, especially dude. His grace, his grayscaling on it is killer. It like it, uh, I it made me jealous because you know he worked up back in the day with me, and I, I gray toned it, and then I looked at his x one pages. I'm like, I should have had him gray tone his shit on back in the day. It's hella good because he knows like start to finish what he wants to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and yeah. He, and he did it, and it was one of those things where. You know, I gave him the lead as the artist. I said, you know, here's, you know, like I said, here's the story. Run with it. And if there was an issue, yeah, it got it, it got worked out and dealt with. But he had the lead, and he did a great job with it. And so,
0: what what is is it about?
1: Um, what XO One is about? It's it's basically you got this dude by name of uh, Peter Ryan's who like runs this like massive communications network, and his and his grandfather was well, late grandfather used to be a superhero, uh, working for like this um like covert ops type um. You know, group, and what happens is, is that there are these two artifacts that uh, get that get taken. And the ghost of Peter's grandfather comes back to tell <laughs> Peter, "Hey, I need you to prevent this from happening because if these two things come together, this big evil is going to come out of nowhere, and shit's just going to be over. And you know, you got to, you know, you got to do something about it." And Peter's like, "I don't know what the hell you're talking about. You know, I got, I got a life to live."
2: Yeah. <laughs> grandfather, I have no idea what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, and you're a ghost. Yes, and you're a ghost. Yeah. See, see, Saturday morning cartoons, all in your face. But it's up to Peter to take the role of the heroic XO one and build a team together with the help of the rock solid steel bots and uh, defeat the bad guys and save the day. So,
2: I'm going to take, take credit for rock solid steel bots because yeah. that was the most ridiculous fucking title that I. You What was it before? It was X01 and something or other. And then I'm like, make it rock solid steel, steel bots. <laughs> fucking Saturday which, morning cartoon. Which makes
0: literally no sense at all how can you be rock and steel all at the same time
2: i know that's and, what makes it so awesome
1: yes and, and you can thank dave for that because that was af- actually after pittsburgh comic-con that was um no no that was before pittsburgh comic-con where all three of us were together literally weeks before we got together for that show when I originally did a, uh, when I originally had like a like a prequel book, this is and this is before any of this was really had really taken off the ground. Nobody can find this prequel book anymore. I was like, what am I going to call it? And then when Dave said Rock Solid Steelbots, I'm like, that's crazy enough to work.
0: <laughs> that sounds like an 80s cartoon for sure.
1: Yes, I'm like it came on right after Meatballs and Spaghetti.
0: Yeah, shut the fuck. Up. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: I forgot. I forgot, man.
2: See, is that actually
0: a real cartoon that, that was wasn't
1: a, that was a real cartoon it's called meatballs and spaghetti yes it was and it was like i think one of the dudes was like a rocker it was like you know he had like you know his guitar and i forget uh-huh. what, the other, what the other character was but because, like, I would either watch that or, like, on ABC, they had the Happy Days cartoon where yes. um, where they had the time machine.
0: It was set in the future or?
1: No, no, no. What happened was the Happy Days cartoon, like, they was all in, like, I can't remember what town they were in. But, like, for some reason, they found a time machine and, like, they had adventures all across time. That's, that's, that was the premise. Okay, who was the, who, it was
0: Ralph, it was Fonz, for sure, yeah, his did. dog. There was yep. that dumb dog. Yep. And then who was the, was it Richie?
1: Uh, I can't remember if they had Richie or not, but I know they had. Didn't they have a uh, Ralph? I know they had to have Ralph.
0: I think Ralph, and then the dog always did the a thing too, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: Dude, Oh my that, god, that shit was so fucking annoying. Fo- followed by the Wolfman Jack cartoon.
0: I mean, seriously, if you ever wondered where all the hard, if you ever wondered where all the hardcore drugs went, they went into the noses of people that came up with eighties cartoons.
2: Yes. <laughs> What'd you say, Dave? How do you remember all
1: this shit, dude? Hey, I really don't know. Even my wife is like, you know, she was like, you are like this. She, she's like, you're some type of savant when it comes to this shit. I'm like, I can't help it. It's like, trust me, some of this stuff I would like to forget, but um, it's just stuck up there,
0: man. Yeah, it's. Cra- I thought I like remembered a lot of obscure fucking '80s cartoons, but you definitely got me beat.
1: Hey, man, look, I only thing I'm, I'm tell you, I'm, I'm tell you this. Like, I remember, I was like, it's a couple weeks ago. I was just sitting, just chilling. I was reading a book. And like the Get Along Gang theme song popped in my head.
0: uh, get along gang get along get along I used to hate
1: that fucking cartoon (laughs) so fucking much man oh but fucking
0: didn't that used to come on like with a trilogy of cartoons it was like that Jim and like something else no no
1: get along gang was standalone like see Jim Jim was part of this like block for a while before it got it's like standalone show yeah it was a part of this block that had like Jim robotics and Uh um and it was something else and like sometimes it was Bigfoot and the monster machines or or it'd be Another cartoon and like they would all run in like like eight to twelve minute increments and they would run for like mm-hmm. either a half hour or an hour and then Jim became so popular it got its own show yeah and uh, uh, yeah but like robotics was my shit when that came on it's like I need to go find these toys and build oh these my God, robots
0: so, yes shit was fucking awesome as hell so the robotics were the
1: shit yes but no I like it's just that was the stuff I grew up on as as a kid and that was like one of the big the big reasons why I wanted to make this book. Like I, I really, you know, I hope people dig it, and you know, and like all of our books are, are, are reasonably priced, and you're getting a bunch of content, or you're getting a nice size book for the price. So you really can't, to me, you really can't go wrong. And whoever, you know what, whoever wins this battle, as far as like, you know, who who's gonna, you know, who's you know, gonna who's sell gonna the most
2: copies? Who's gonna win copies. this battle, Sean? Who? The fucking readers. Exactly. What now? What? If, oh, and here's the thing though. And me. <laughs> we are.
1: What if
0: we all sell all 500 copies? Who's the winner?
2: Um. Well. Um, um, then, well, Action Lab, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, Action Lab Entertainment will be the winners if we if we all sell out of all five hundred copies. So, you know, but the thing is, like, we did these books because we believe in them, and um, you know, and like I said, they each have something to offer. So
0: I don't. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I don't believe in mine. Wait, I wasn't told that I would have to believe in it.
1: <laughs> You're
0: not I, helping your I, cause. Fine, that was not in the contract. You guys made me you, sign.
1: You are not helping your cause right now. Man. <laughs> Mine's
0: just all right.
2: Uh. <laughs> That's the I've been saying that all week <laughs> in all of my interviews. See? <laughs> <laughs> Ugly's book is just all right. Hey, you have not <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, John, I was I just did a CGS interview like right before we, we clocked in, and I said, Hey, yeah, uh, oh, Jamie D said, Oh yeah, uh, Ugly's book is is my pick of the month, and I said, Good. He needs all the help he can get.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> thanks, Dick. <laughs> See. If, if, I want to make sure that I get my little jab in, too, there, Sean. Oh, go, ahead, um, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, listeners, if you'd like to hear my review of uh, Dave's book, it's basically the title is the cleverest thing in the whole book. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> You've already heard the joke.
1: <laughs> and the hatred is just being thrown. <laughs> uh- <laughs> It's, it's, it's like Super Ugly got the infinity gauntlet of hate. He was like, I'm going to hate fuck all the listeners right now.
2: Yeah, he's, he's so good at it, though. So, I mean, you know, like when someone's that good at something, you really can't even complain about it. You just have to accept it.
0: Yeah. Listeners, I apologize if anyone got hurt during the hate fucking. All right. <laughs> your, dick,
2: your hate dick is very small, John. Don't worry about it. it hurt at all.
0: <laughs>
1: That's the truth.
2: Hmm. I barely even felt it, John. Good, good, awesome.
1: Wow. <laughs> well well speaking of all this, um
0: talking speaking of speaking
1: barely speaking of, dicks. <laughs> speaking of which let's take it let, for a moment let's take it to the geek savants um, like i said earlier when we first started this the geek savants have been going on for years and y'all have inspired other cats to do podcasts and, uh, and stuff
2: yeah you know why sean because everyone's like wow we could do this way better than those assholes <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no when y'all first started geek savants did you really think like to this day it would run for this long
2: uh no uh, i don't know maybe Uh, you know what here's the thing is i I always thought that the show is going to run as long as our friendships do and uh i guess maybe i'm just shocked that we're all still friends (laughs) (laughs) no no i knew it was going to go this long for sure i mean it's been like almost five years and you know know, we we stopped volume one and episode 200 just for shits and giggles and then uh, yeah. I mean, it's we're going to go strong. The only thing that we were having trouble with lately is just getting together, uh, finding the time and, you know, everyone's f- sprouting babies and shit. And, uh, you know, it's funny that the everyone that's had kids recently can make the show. It's Grant that can't make the show. And that's where it's like we're always trying to work the schedule around Grant and mm-hmm. it's getting <laughs> harder and harder.
0: Yeah, you know, when I first started, I do. I will say that when I first started, I thought, well, why not? You know, I mean, I looked at Geek uh, Geek Speak, and I thought, you know, we can bring the same kind of a little different flair, but like if they're doing X amount of episodes, we can do X amount of episodes. So I think that, you know, I thought that we had a chance of being, you know, around for a long time. I don't want to say successful. Um, because the only five people that listen to us are really into us. But um, I, am d- really stoked that, after all this time, that we do still have like a listenership that that comes back and wants to hear what we're talking. And every day, you know, whether it's through Facebook or some, we'll hear about some new people that you know pop up here and there that like our show. And it's a great feeling to have people like like what we're doing, you know.
2: And I have to say too that uh, being able to make an excuse to go hang out with your friends, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I would I would say John, we probably. Well, I won't. Wouldn't say we wouldn't be as close as we are now, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink. But I, I would say that it's just a good. It's a good thing that we have it to to make sure that we hang out. You know, like I hang out with you guys way more than I hang out with with my other friends. You know, not to say I'm not as close, but I'm glad that we get we get time together. So.
0: I remember, I remember you know, when when Dave and I we had stopped hanging out for a while, and then when I started hanging out with him again, he'd been just sort of starting to really focus on comic books and stuff and i had been coming from a world of of hip-hop yeah. and so i felt that like you know it would be good if him and i hung out more because we could rub off rub on each other no um we could rub off on each other and you know he could he could definitely show me the, the world of comic books and i can show him a lot more about like self-promotion and using you know the hip-hop world and stuff to like kind of to like just Get our the word, our, you know, get our stuff out there so everyone can see it and stuff. Because before we were just kind of floundering in terms of getting our work out there for everybody to see, and I think that it's really helped that both of us have done this show because. We've both been able to grow a lot since starting to do the show in terms of our art and what we're putting out to the people.
1: Oh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, like think about like some of the shows like that you've done over over the years, like even even on your podcast, you talked about how how listeners of the podcast had come to Mm -hmm. come to shows just to see y'all. You know, and and like, you know, pick up art from you. And then that spreads to somebody else and so forth and so forth and so forth. So, you know, it's, you know, it's real it's cyclical, you know, like the podcast helps you. And at the same time, it goes the other way around. You know, you help the podcast. So it, it all works out. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, with my music and stuff, it's like the podcast really helped out because it, it just, I mean, all of a sudden I've gotten so many different fans for my music just off of the podcast, which is great. You know, and that, that's, I mean, it's all hand in hand, like it's all sick, it all goes together. It's all about making sure that people know that, you know, we're some talented motherfuckers and don't sleep on us, man. <laughs>
1: coming from where you are now like and this goes for both of y'all like how do you feel artistically now compared to like say for instance take it back 4 or 5 years how do you feel oh god you, how do you feel your art is now compared to back then
2: I mean I'm looking at I'm putting together pieces of of uh, you know art that are 2 years old in space time condo and I'm going whoa wow the 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 styles changed and i've gotten better at what i do and and i've figured out that i can tell a story with less lines you know what i mean like I, I tended to overdraw you know i think we all came from the school of arthur adams if i mean correct me if i'm wrong john that's like rg right that's the man and so yeah. like we'd never be as good as that guy but we'd try to emulate him and put a lot of shit into our work and you still do that you still put a lot of stuff in your work but you've even recently gotten into watercoloring and, and been able to tell more with less right yeah, I mean, I...
0: I have just gotten better because because of Dave and you know doing it more is because it's just more you know more practice pushing myself you know I really c- stopped doing art for a long time and to get back into it I mean I feel like I, I feel like I've kind of wasted my time because I had all these years of not doing it when I should have been doing it but I I feel like I, I've gotten a lot better and been able to refine my style down a lot more and. Yeah, what well, works for me. John's you know, only, and I, John in know.
2: high school. I mean, John and I have known each other for years. I mean, you know, we just went to our twenty-year high school reunion, and we've known each other for that long. And I, I will, I'll say this, and and this isn't just you know second dick because you know, while while that's all fun and great, John, I, I have to say you were always the the best artist in school, in my opinion. And you know, you got into hip hop, and that took so much of your time. Um, yeah. And, you know, you have said it before that that uh, hip hop's a young man's game and, and art is for everybody. You know what I mean? Like you could be yeah. six years old and pick up a fucking uh, a canvas and, and, and some paint and go to go to town on it, you know. Um, and in the last yeah. year or two, you've been killing it, you know.
0: Well, it's just been, you know, it's, 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 you know, you and I have been going to shows, uh, cons and doing art. I've been doing art shows and, you know, just trying to do more art and stuff. And, and so it really has it may pushed my limits and stuff. And I, you know, the thing is I always thought, Dave, you were an amazing artist, you know, growing up and I don't know what happened to you, but I mean, yeah, I don't
2: know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to say it must have been all of the alcohol. Uh, No, you know, I'll I'll be honest. I I was pretty fucking aimless for uh, uh, a minute there, too, you know? I mean, like, it's really easy to get discouraged, and it's really easy to not believe in yourself, but... You have to remember their art's subjective and what is someone else's crap is going to be someone else's, you know, Arthur Adams, right? Yeah. yeah. So you just have to believe in yourself and you have to go to town and do it. And, and if you're out there contemplating doing it, I mean, you know, obviously don't quit your day job cause you gotta, you gotta eat. Yeah. But if you, if you have a passion for storytelling or a passion for art, then you have to make time for it. And that's, that's the, the lesson of the day. And John, you've been giving yourself more time to, to draw, you know? Uh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I, you know, I mean, I have a kid now and I'm getting old and I'm like, okay, I better figure this shit out now, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, because I ain't going to be fucking, you know, I got to do this shit now or else I don't know, you know, what am I going to be? You know, what am I going to be? So it it definitely is, you know, this is not a joke. This is not a hot, this is something that I have to do to support my family too, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's something I love doing. Right.
1: Yes. Right. And, and see, and ugly. See, ugly just did that sympathetic thing to make people go get his book. Uh-huh. See, he just increased Support his numbers right there. Support his yeah. family. You know. Yeah. So his child could have some stompers.
2: Damn it! The numbers. The numbers. His numbers just shot past mine in my mind, and I'm like, I don't have any kids. Fuck! What do I do? I gotta impregnate someone right now.
1: No, man. Just be like all. Be like all the Hollywood superstars. Just go adopt some real quick. Oh, there you
0: go. Yeah. That's what I do, dude do rehab that always uh looks good on on things
2: if any of us should okay here you go sean okay uh, pop quiz geek Savant's pop quiz which one of us deserves rehab more me or john
1: Oh, I, I, dude, like all them alcoholic fits I seen you in, man. I got <laughs> to go with you, Dave. I got to go with you. Oh, my God. No. You the, forget, Dave.
0: Hey, Dave, at cons, me and Sean are usually the ones that are like, okay, we're going to go back up to our hotel rooms <laughs> now. And you're like, I'll see you guys in a little bit. And then four hours later, you're
1: like. <laughs> funniest thing, funniest thing was I'm the first year I met Dave at, at Pittsburgh Comic-Con, the first year I met him. Like uh, we were all hanging out at the bar and like, you know, we all had drinks. He was drinking a little bit and I stopped and I was like, where'd Dave go? And this was like an hour later. Where'd Dave go? Dave is like over in the corner talking to some dudes he will never talk to again. And, Uh and like he had a napkin out and was like doing some type of diagram or whatever. And, and like these other dudes was looking at him like, what the fuck is this dude talking about? But they just kept nodding to him like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this went on for uh, like, this went on for 45 minutes. And I was just like, Dave is just going, is just going at it, and and like he shut it down. He shut the he shut the hotel bar down. So
0: oh, that's his mo. Yeah. He, I, dude, the bar closes at two, and Dave doesn't come back to the room until four. How does that even work? I don't understand that. I, I, I don't.
1: But see, but he's a man of the people and I don't know how I said I don't know I don't know how he does it like you know people call me a man of the people no DeWanch is a man of the people you know he's the only
0: he's drunkenly drunkenly the man of the people that's for sure he
1: is the only dude I know that can like drink like a shot that has Red Bull in it with the dude from Battlestar Galactica and like he look man he drank the dude from Battlestar Galactica under the table okay that's
2: what he gets that's what you don't play with this
1: yo yo man the show the show started the next day, y'all was at y'all's tables. Y'all, y'all was looking tired. Well, Dave was looking tired. Ugly was like, I told you not to stay up so fucking late. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like, but Dave was like, I'm good. And like the dude from Battlestar Galactica, uh, Aaron Douglas, did not show up for like three hours later. He drank, well, he
2: drank. Wait <laughs> you, <laughs> go, Dave. you ruined the comb. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to wake him up. You know, he looked so peaceful sleeping there. <laughs> you know. <laughs>
1: There was one time, Well, this is, this will be, this was from Heroes Con a couple of years ago. Not the journey to get to Heroes, to get to Heroes Con itself. We'll talk about that some other time. Um where we parked at what would eventually be the NASCAR museum and had to walk a bunch of shit over for like three miles. Oh,
2: yeah, that's to Not to piss off anyone that's religious, but I really did feel like Jesus Christ carried (laughs) the cross. It was fucking terrible.
1: It's all good, man. It's all good. But no, what was funny was we were all getting ready to head over from the hotel to the show to drop off our stuff. Dave went his car. His car was full. Ugly was riding with me. And so, like, but before we left, we was all in the hotel room with like Dave Ugly and all them, and um, you know, John, you know, had 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 a little something something, and um, <laughs> and so you know, you know, it's cool, whatever, whatever. And,
0: something something is code for weed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so, I, you know, it's like Ugly, you can roll with me now. I, we're about to take off. We start driving. And we drive down the, the ramp and drive down the ramp and drive, and we get halfway, and something falls off the top of the car. And Ugly's like, "What was that?" I was like, "I don't know." And so I, I got the car. Was it
2: his box of weed? Because that would have been—he would have been super pissed. <laughs>
1: no, no, it was like pissed. it was like one of like one of my folders or whatever that I left on top of the car. So then I get to the uh, uh-huh. then I get to the then we get to the bottom of the uh, of the exit, and the dude's like, "You got something else on top of your car?" And like. <laughs> And like Ugly's like, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? He's yeah. like, he was like, did you get a contact high? I was like, I don't know. Yes, I was. Uh, you know, I was like, how are you this high? I'm like, I'm supposed to be the stoner in this group. He was like, I'm not riding with you on the way back. I'm not doing it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I was like, I'm good. I'm good. Let me get some fresh air. On my
0: I'm like, bro, I'm a little scared about riding with you. Okay,
1: <laughs> and you know, but I was good. I was good. But that was some. That was some good times. You know, that first year at Heroes Con that we did together was a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, you know, yeah. it was much better than the second time we did HeroesCon. The only good thing to come out of Heroes Con was meeting Jeremy and getting Princeless for Action Lab. Yeah. Well, you, you know,
1: know. The, like the funny thing is that it's it, those, those two HeroesCons convention those two HeroCons conventions that we did together. It's kind of like the formation of Action Lab, if you think about it. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. You, totally. You know, because like we were all together in on that. I mean, it's it's crazy, man. Like like I said, we all started. You know, just from from like the beginning. I mean, I was doing comics for fun. Dave, you know, I was able to get Dave to work on some stuff. You know, with me, and and like you know, and then like you know, I'm you know I eventually meet Ugly. You know, y'all two known each other for years. You know, we we get with you know with Chad Siconi, and we just like we built you know we just build this up. I mean, like honestly. You know, four or five years ago, could you really say that like if you if somebody came to you and said, you know, five years from now, y'all all all be working together, doing comics under one hub, would you believe it? No.
2: No. Jonah's been like comics, what the fuck you're John John is you are the slyest motherfucker I know, and I'll tell you why. John would never really want to draw comic books, but John loves drawing and John loves children's books. <laughs> and <laughs> your sense of humor works well and you have a following that's our following. So we can't help but put your books out. I mean, right? Yeah. You that's tricked right. everybody. You're like the devil. You tricked everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, I plan on I plan on,
0: you know. As time goes on and Action Lab goes on, I'm not in it for one book. You know, I mean, I'm gonna work on stuff, and it's not gonna end next week. You know, so it's like so down the road there may be a comic book for me. It's just, I, it's just hard. Those things, are, it takes a lot of patience and a lot of like, you know, to do a comic book. And I didn't have, I don't have the patience yet. Yeah. But maybe someday, you never know.
2: No. Well, you know, you keep drawing, we'll just keep putting out art books. You know. Yeah, yeah, and they'll just get more
0: you know i the what i figure i could do with those art books is the more i do them the more <laughs> the more like they can start to look more like comic books you know and then <laughs>
2: You know, I mean, and we have a lot of friends that are like fine artists and stuff. And, and, uh, I think that, you know, we might be able to get another, like an artist series of line, you know, yeah. an artist series line out of this too. So cool. it's never going to go away. It's going to keep going. Yo,
1: couldn't you see, like, I, c- I can see it now. You get like a, a super ugly art book. It's like the art of masters of the universe. And it's like trap jaws on the front cover
2: totally if we, oh, can right
0: to
1: if, if we could get the right if we could get the right we have the rights to that oh no no
0: because no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, i'll
2: do it right now <laughs> no man I, I totally you know what i want you to do Joan? i i was thinking about this the other day i was thinking i want you to do a fucking uh like a he-man type type character but i want him to be like kind of a guido and i want it to be called bro man and, but it's Bro like, man, He-Man. I want you to do a spoof on He Man, but make it Man. Nice. Do it. Yeah, that sounds good. It'd be so funny.
1: See, oh, and, and, and in Dave's mind, Ram Man is the porn star.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, come on. <laughs> it practically writes itself.
1: We'll check it for those that are interested in either uh dave to space time condominium uh season one or super ugly's monsters are just like us or um the XO one in the rock solid steel box by myself adam bezanyoti and daniel j logan um you can get these we can pre-order these books right now go to your local comic book shop and tell them if you want x01 the order code is december dec one zero seven six eight for x01 for monsters are just like us it's dec 110 and for space time condo it is december dec one zero seven seven zero. you can go to your local comic book shop and pre-order it like i said 500 copies that's it um, um, and they are all yeah. si- signed and numbered, and um, so that—that's it. That's all. Yeah, they're signed and, and
2: numbered. For any of you, uh, any of you fans out there, any of you Geek Savants fans and stuff, I think John that when we get these covers, see, we're gonna get the covers printed, and then we're gonna have a signing party. So, yeah. we're gonna have to get Daniel because Daniel's local to us too. So it's me, you, and Daniel, and we're gonna get all the covers at once, and we're gonna like throw a little shindig and sign books. Five hundred bucks, we gotta sign. So yeah, be fun.
1: So yeah, so and you can also order pre-order the book online. You can go to DCBService.com. You can go to TFall.com. Um, you know, any any online comic shop that does the pre-order thing, you can go there. Midtown Comics, you should be able to. All those all those joints. So um, you know, if you if you dig what we're doing, uh, you know. Please pre-order our books and uh, get the contest going to see who's going to win this.
2: Yeah, and uh, if Hell you yeah. check out pages of uh, Space Time Condo, you can just go to spacetimecondo.com. And if you want to see Ugly's art, if you're on the, you, if you're not on the fence, if you think he's an asshole, and but you're like, oh, maybe his art's good. You can go to the superugly.com and uh, and check out his art. And then buy his book, because it is really good. And, Even if he is an asshole.
1: <laughs> and, and, there will, and there will be previews of all three books on the Action Lab site uh, very, very soon as well. Nice. So uh, it's, it's all working together. But hey, listen, Dave, uh, Ugly, I appreciate y'all coming by the show. And uh, y'all keep doing what y'all are doing.
0: Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's, it's about fucking time you had us on the show. Jesus.
1: Well, see, I had Dave on before. I was just waiting for that right time to get you on. Ugly, you a man of the people. Last time oh I tried to get God. you on... Last time I tried to get you on the show, you was touring, like, somewhere overseas and shit. Yeah, it was, like, Chili. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he was like, I ain't got time... Was I, really? I ain't got time to do this podcast shit. I'm in Chili, bitches. And John, so- John, John, <laughs> uh, at
2: this point, John is literally doing open mics at Chili's, so... Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, I need, yeah,
0: yeah, I need as much t- airtime as I can get now. When is
2: that coming out? When's your next album coming out, dude? Because, seriously, I miss it. I miss I, miss I your... The itch, dude. Because- Huh? Huh? I got the itch. So here's my thing. I may,
0: after this whole long podcast, I may stop doing art for a little bit to try and knock out like a five or six song like EP Mm -hmm. before I move out of my in-law's house. Nice. Because I feel... I feel like I it's hard for me to like draw here and stuff and be you know get stuff done but it wouldn't be too hard for me to like write raps so I might actually be working on something soon
1: All right. Nice. well cool and and yeah. and what that is um, let people know what you know where can they get your if- music
0: if you go to the super you can actually hear my last album. Just scroll to the bottom of the homepage, or click on the, um, the tab that says music or I can't remember what the word is. Yeah, I think it's it's music. And then um, you can hear my band, Unified School District, or you can go on iTunes and we're on iTunes, Unified School District. It's good underground hip hop.
1: Yes, yes, it is. I can vouch for that. But listen, y'all go ahead and get to what y'all got to do. And uh, but seriously, thanks for coming on the show, y'all.
0: Thanks, yeah,
1: And that concludes this week's PKD Black Box. The PKD Black Box is a proud member of the HHWLOD podcast network and is available at HHWLOD.com and is also available via iTunes. And you can still go to PKDmedia.com to get our podcast. Check out our forum and read comics like Mercury and the Murd, Agents of Cult, and Luke Foster's The Game from the Store for free. If you're on iTunes or our forum board, feel free to leave us a comment, or you can email us at blackbox at pkdmedia.com. Thanks again for listening. Until then, dream big and hustle hard. Sorry. I saw Dave's name pop up
0: And I immediately declined
1: <laughs> It's alright man It's alright how you been man I'm good brother how are you I, 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 Busy as always but I can't complain uh, I is, can't... Ball, is bald bull on the line He's here man Bing bing, bing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Would that make um, Let's see would that make Grant uh, Who would Grant be in Punch Out
0: King Hippo <laughs> yeah,
1: that's Hell of true and that would make uh, uh, that would make uh, Brian uh, piston hurricane. Oh, piston, yeah, the piston hunter, or piston hurricane. P- it was piston hurricane.
2: That's funny.
0: And then who I'd be? What soda Popinski? That,
2: that fucking stupid clown, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs>
0: what? I didn't play that one. Oh. I'd be that. What was the one in the, the Super Punch Out? The the hillbilly with the overalls. Oh, yep.
1: I couldn't stand that motherfucker, man. <laughs> I'll, all the quarters I used to wait, I just like burn on uh, Punch Out at the arcade. Oh, that was the, that was a shit. All the iterations of Punch Out were pretty awesome. But oh uh, yeah! All right, let's go ahead and uh, and get this started. Well, what, pro- what I'll just what I'll end up doing is like I'll have like a lead in, and it will just go straight to the interview. So, okay. um We'll go. Can you hear me chewing? Um, a little bit. Yeah. Okay, I'll chew louder then. <laughs> <laughs>